Welcome to Spread Talk with Pam and John, also known as The Calm, Before the Storm. Our purpose is to elevate the conversation and amplify special education resources. And our why is about making the impossible possible. Hi, Megan. Hello, everybody. How are you? We are doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm having a great day. Thank you. We have Pam Humphrey, my co-host of Sped Talk. Hi, Pam. Hi, Megan. And then Anna Dieter is at Region 6. We're referred to as special education liaisons in Texas. And so we are, it, it was this unique new role in the state of Texas to create special education liaisons, which we work at education service centers, regional education service centers to support uh, our local education agencies, our school districts and public charter schools. Um, I'd say new, but we've been doing this about five years now, so it's not exactly a, a new gig anymore. But one of the luxuries we've had in this role is to work on kind of innovative projects. You know, Texas is a huge state. And so a lot of times there's excellence around the state that just gets it gets kind of trapped in one little pocket of Texas. And so the goal of Sped Talk and some of the initiatives we work on is really to highlight exceptional things going on out in the community, in business, in schools and families where really positive things are happening in the area of special education, but also really just to help um, um, individuals with of all ability, right? We refer to them as having a disability sometimes, but really yeah. just individuals of differing abilities, the organizations and the folks that are really making things happen for, for those, uh, you know, for those individuals. And so that's why we were super excited at the opportunity to, to highlight Biddy and Bo's coffee shop on an episode of Sped Talk. So Megan Young, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for that um, background. It sounds like you guys are doing wonderful work. And Betty and Bose are so excited. It's our newest shop is in Texas, our first shop in Texas, opened just before Thanksgiving this year in Waco. And it's been a wonderful success. So we're really excited and I'm grateful to be here. Jump in, Pam. Yeah, I'm just so glad. I was just going to say, I'm glad you're here. I'm excited because I remember. I'm just going to jump in right now because that's what I do. Amazing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that I, I remember the first time I heard about Biddies and Bo. It was on, I can't remember what new show it was. It was ABC, I think it was. And they okay. aired the first coffee shop that opened. And, mm -hmm. and I just can't believe I was on your website and just can't mm -hmm. believe the growth that you guys have had since then. It's just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Megan, you referenced the, the Waco store. That's where I think I first learned about Biddy and Bose was just, just over the Christmas holidays in 2021, just a month or so back. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting the uh, owner operator, Mark there in Waco. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, my department our you know, at ESC region 12, our special education department went out and had a little field trip and went and had coffee yeah. at Biddy and Bose. And I bought the, the, the shirts, you know, the um, not broken, shirts, which I love that message. Hey, we're not broken. This is who we are, right? This we're, we're, we're built this way and, and shared those got one for each of my children. And so they wear those yeah. proudly. And, but I was so excited when I talked to Mark and he was so open and to share mm -hmm. kind of background of the story and how the franchise was set up and how there was future franchises in Texas coming. And mm -hmm. I just immediately said, Hey, would you come on to bed talk? We would love to highlight Biddy and Bose and kind of the the vision, the mission, the purpose, kind of where you've been and where you're headed. And so 
would you talk a little bit, Megan, about just Biddy and Bows and how this whole thing started and, and, you know, kind of what the mission of creating coffee shops such as Biddy and Bows, you know, how it all got started? Yeah, definitely. And I'm so happy that you went to our Waco store and sounds like you had a wonderful experience and got to meet one of my favorite people, Mark. Um, he was so excited to meet you in our store and is really excited that we're doing this interview today. Um, but Biddy and Bose, gosh, uh, just yesterday, we celebrated six years of Biddy and Bose. It started at a really small spot here in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's where we're headquartered. That's where I'm coming from today. Um, I think it was 500 square feet and started with Biddy and Bo's mom. Some people don't know Biddy and Bo are brother and sister. Bo is 17, Biddy is 12, and they both have Down syndrome. They're one of a family of four children. Their oldest daughter, Lily, works at the coffee shop. In fact, she's just outside right now at the register. Lily was diagnosed later in life with autism um, in her 20s. Then there's Emma Grace. Emma Grace just graduated from NYU in film school. And she's behind a lot of the videos that you see uh, share about Biddy and Bose. So it's a wonderful family. And the, the parents, Amy and Ben, that they recognized that 80% of people in the United States with an intellectual or developmental disability are unemployed. And to them, that was unacceptable, but they're also thinking of their own children and their futures. Biddy and Bo are not of age to be working at the shop yet, but someday they will be. They will graduate high school and then what? I think that's a question so many parents ask themselves is, gosh, what are we gonna do when they graduate high school? So they started a coffee shop. I think it came to Amy. Um, in the shower, an idea, and they just ran with it. Gosh, it was probably six weeks from the idea to the doors were open in North Carolina. Wow. They didn't know a whole lot about coffee, really, other than that they like to drink it. So they quickly figured out how do you run a coffee shop and, you know, open those doors six years ago today. And we're hoping some people would stop by and there was a line out the door you wow. know, that first day and every day thereafter, they quickly grew out of that space. So 500 square feet and where we are today um, is another spot just down the road in Wilmington, but it's 5,000 square feet and much bigger. So it serves as our headquarters. This is our original store that we call it. We bring in people for training here, whether you're new to the company or just bought a franchise and we got to teach you the ins and outs of a video and both. So we have all of that here. And probably a year later, we opened in Charleston, South Carolina, went on to open Savannah, Georgia, and Annapolis, Maryland. And every, you know, since we began, we always heard from people, please come to Alabama, please come to Texas, right. please yes. come everywhere. And the owners, Amy and Ben Wright, that they saw an opportunity, you know, they can only grow so quickly themselves. Maybe one shop a year was mm -hmm. realistic. And so they really took some time during the pandemic and decided, I think it's time to franchise. And so that's where we are today. So we have five, what we call corporate stores. So those are the ones that the Wright family owns. And we opened five franchises in the past year, 2021. So we're up to 10 stores now. And we have 12 more confirmed on the way in the next 12 months. Wow. Four of which are in Texas. So we're so excited. Yeah, that is amazing. I'll tell you just the the backstory, you know, we, we had as liaisons, we had the opportunity in our first year of this liaison project that we, we were doing to mm -hmm. visit a, a similar idea in Austin, Texas called Empower Coffee. And the yeah. stories are so familiar because this was a, a father 
of a student with intellectual disability that wanted, you know, he wanted something for his son after high school. And he just said, listen, there's got to be more. I don't want him to graduate to the couch. I mean, and, and so he had this idea of creating a coffee shop and, and for his son to be able to work at, not in the back, but in the front of yep. that store. And so, you know, we had an opportunity to experience that. And we were moved as liaisons. I think it was a group of 20 plus of us at the time that visited mm-hmm. it. And then that's why I think fast forward to this point when I saw that, that Biddy and Bose is doing this on, at a national level, a corporate, mm-hmm. but then with the franchise option, how cool is that? So, you know, I see it filling a need, not just for young individuals or individuals with intellectual disabilities and different types of disabilities that would otherwise have a hard time finding viable employability options, but also mm-hmm. potentially for their families that want to engage in this type of entrepreneurial uh, venture through a mm-hmm. franchise with Biddy and Bose. So kudos founders and to the, the whole team for, for getting this far in this process. Thank you. And you're absolutely right. It, it changes the lives of those that we employ and their families, but almost equal importance to that is we see ourselves demonstrating to our customers that you can employ people with disabilities and they make wonderful employees. A lot of the cities that we're in, I'm thinking of Annapolis, Maryland. So prior to moving to headquarters here, I ran their store in Annapolis, Maryland for about a year and a half. And some people just come in and see the word coffee and they don't know our story. They don't know our business model. Also, you know, that they think about it the rest of their day, they talk to their friends and family about it. And they say, you know what? I own up my own business, for instance, and I totally should employ someone with a disability in my mm-hmm. company. Why haven't I done that before? I thought at Biddy and Bose, it isn't as difficult. Or we know that by our coffee shops, we really can't make a gigantic dent in the 80% unemployment rate. But we're hoping we, you know, we keep opening these coffee shops. We'd love to see one on every city in America. But what, more importantly, we'd love to see other businesses use us as inspiration and do that in their own businesses. I totally agree with you. I work in the area of transition. That's mm-hmm. the outcomes, what's going to happen to kids once they exit high school. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept, of, especially now, is that what we're realizing, what we've already realized is an untapped workforce yeah. that has been oh, sitting yeah. there. And now when you look around, I'm not sure, I'm going to assume you guys are having the same experience we're having in Texas. We have you know, a lot of signs, you know, help wanted. We're hiring, come work a day, you know, you work today, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking there are young people with disabilities who could do the jobs, give them yep. the opportunities to, you know, to try and, you know, and you could have a, a really good worker and a successful worker. We've had at our service center, we've had you know, four high school students because what they're what they're seeing is once again that untapped resource that needs training so when they, they can move out and get some of the jobs where they are people wanting to hire and it's like it's finally I've been doing this job for a long time so it's kind of like finally mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah totally it's, it's it's coming you know to fruition where you know we kept saying for years give them a try they can't you know What's going to be the worst thing you can have? And businesses just reluctant to do that. Every once in a while, you have some say, yeah, we're going to go for it. And then mm-hmm. they make the commitment and they're happy that they, they decide to do it. Yeah, definitely. We like to say, you know, the coffee shop, just like any other, we're just 
intentional about innovating our systems and around each employee. So perhaps one has an issue or a challenge with something we rise to the occasion. We figure out what can we do to make them successful and independent at their job. And again, it goes into modeling for other people, our customers, you know, our coffee shops are designed so the customers can see everything if you can think of a starbucks the front counter has the espresso machine there it's almost like the workers are hidden where we're intentional about that it's a open bar with stools you can watch ev us do every step of the way and that includes the managers sometimes employees will need a little guidance a little tweak here or there and we're not trying to hide that we you know it can show customers that's all it takes so oh, just a little tweak that was it Okay. Again, just kind of removing that barrier, removing that intimidation factor. We also see at our stores, like I mentioned before, they just see the word coffee, they come on in and it's a very different experience than what they might be accustomed to. But for some people, it might be the first time they've ever spoken to somebody with a disability. And so we're just so glad to have that thought where we can break down those barriers and change perspectives. We like to say we change the way people see other people. That's what we do every day. I love that, Megan. And, you know, I know on the on the website, you know, and, and we'll, we'll share that information here in a little bit. It talks about how changing the way people see, value, accept, love and respect other people, you know, and that is right up front on your website. But it's also up front on the experience when you walk into a Biddy and Bose. You just feel that. I know Mark, the owner operator there in in Waco, you, you speak about the transparency, you know, there, you just get a good feeling. And I'll tell you, we're located in Waco. That lo location is such a great location because it's just close to the Baylor University campus. Mm -hmm. And we saw just people flowing in and out. And, you know, maybe they had to wait a couple minutes to get the coffee because there was a line or, but nobody was impatient. No, it's like they knew like, hey, you come here to, and by the way, the location was was exquisite. You know, you, you see these little coffee shops sometimes just stuck in little spots. I don't know if all the locations are as nice as the Waco branch, but what a beautiful store. The, you know, it, it's just, it's not crammed. There's a, it's spacious. Mm -hmm. There's room for people to come in. There was a little meeting room if we wanted to go mm -hmm. meet in, in the meeting space. And, but every aspect of that cup of coffee, you saw it being brewed. You saw it being, mm -hmm. you know, put together the managers working with um, the employees, making sure when they brought the coffees out, they knew that this one was for this person and this one was yeah. for this person, you know, and you don't always see that in the coffee shops. It's not always so upfront. There's that element probably in every coffee shop you go into just sometimes is not as transparent. So I definitely felt that transparency in um, in that, you know, coffee, it's more than just a cup of coffee. It really is an experience. You got it right on the, the head there. And I'm so glad what you said about our shops being beautiful. We're intentional about that. All of our shops, no matter what Biddy and Bose you go to in the country, it's going to look like that. And that goes back to what I say about exceeding expectations, a hundred percent of the customer's experience. Some people might, you know, know of our business model and come into it with some preconceived notions of what the coffee might be like, might just be okay. And, you know, it'll be a cute little spot. Let's just go support it. And we're really intentional about wowing everybody. Our service is excellent. Our coffee is excellent. The physical spaces that we create are beautiful. And all of that goes into just just, I'll say it again, changing the way people see other people. So it's more than a, I guess more like a charity <laughs> that something you just said that, you know, people come in and say, oh, we'll just support them because out of kindness of our heart, as opposed right. to we're going to go have a wonderful experience because you guys are going to give them a wonderful experience. 
So that whole concept of them doing something for you is is reversed. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said that. Another thing that we take a lot of pride in is that we are a a business. We're not a 501c3. We're not a nonprofit. And a lot of people do see people with disabilities through the lens of charity, bringing them to the front of businesses. A lot of companies, I'm thinking grocery stores and things, sure, they employ people with disabilities, but it's in the back. Please don't talk to the customers. Not good service. And we bring them to the front. And it's a business. We get that question every day. Is this a charity? This is so nice. Can I donate? And we love to say we're a business just like anybody else. And we're so glad that you're here. Please tell your friends about us for our merchandise, all of those things. So it's a, it's a fun thing. And it's another thing of shifting perspectives and preconceived notions right. yeah. that people with disabilities are not exclusive to charity and that they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. You know, I think that is a great message. And I think that the more we model that in the private sector through these types of businesses, and we set that example, the more we show educators, you know, because this goes all the way back through the entry into our educational systems in that, listen, we don't have to divide people up and put them into different settings just to be able to tap their potential. We can create an environment where children come into our educational systems and learn alongside one another from the time they're itty bitties, you know, until they're young adults exiting our system. And in doing so, we not only normalize friendships, relationships, opportunities, learning expectations, but we also normalize this idea that, hey, I'm abled in this way, you're abled in that way, I happen to run a business now and you need a job. Hey, I'm going to hire you. You were right there alongside me this whole educational journey. Why wouldn't you be alongside me now in our adult journey as it extends out into the real world? You know, so it's just, it's fabulous to see Biddy and Bo's, one, accomplishing the things that they set out to accomplish because clearly this is a viable business model. You can see that with the expansion But I think to staying true to that purpose, it'd be easy to say, hey, look, we're making a lot of money. Why don't we maximize that that revenue in a way? And we could do that by hiring less people with disabilities and more people. You know what I mean? And that's not saying true to that purpose and that mission that makes it such a a viable, I think, um, company. Well, thank you. And that brings another point to mind, how you said earlier about your visit to Waco, and it's not going to be a 90-second cup of coffee. It's not going to be the quickest service of your life. And we're intentional about that as well. Are trained on working on their recipes, and some of them do best by looking at their recipe book and reviewing, and they take a lot of care to make sure that they're following each step correctly. And that can be part of the charm, part of the experience of your time at Biddy and Bose, but you can know, you know, although it might not be a 45 second turnaround, it's made with a lot of love and a lot of care and pride. That's great. I was wondering, kind of curiosity, you know, what would be the hour of a typical worker? Do they work? Is it full-time, part-time, or does it vary? It varies. That's a great question. Uh, depends on availability. I'd say the majority of our employees are part-time, hourly. And then we work with everybody. They feel best with a two-hour shift. And they come in, they do their job, they take it very seriously. And, you know, that's what they feel comfortable with. And we can always work up to that. Uh, we, On the flip side, we have some employees who work six hours, eight hours. All depends what they're comfortable with. And uh, we all also love to bring somebody in in a role at our shop that we feel that they will shine the most in. Where can we start them 
well, they'll be the most successful and have a lot of fun at what they do. And from there, once they get really good at that, we do love to cross train. So let's say you're working the register and you get really, really good at that. And it's time to learn some drinks. Well, I, I have a follow-up question to that. And okay. I wonder, is there an intentional um, approach to recruitment of employees? In other words, like do Biddy and Bose, like, do they, is there a connection to local school districts, to local, you know, I mean, I wonder, you know, it's not like you can just wave a wand and say, hey, we have a workforce. We know they're out there, but mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't know these opportunities exist. And so is there a specific approach that Biddy and Bose goes about to ensure that they have a continual availability of qualified individuals coming in, you know, to, to be employees in Biddy and Bose? in these franchises? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, earlier you mentioned every city in America, you see those help wanted signs and all of that. And that's not our experience. We're really fortunate with that at Biddy and Bose. Um, before a shop opens, we host what's called a hiring fair. It's a one day or two day event. Um, and we're fortunate in the sense that a lot of our marketing is done through social media and word of mouth and people just get the news. We do reach out to local schools the Special Olympics and things like that. Certainly not in a partnership capacity, but just, hey, this is happening. Come interview for a spot on the team at the New Vidian Bose Coffee opening in town. I'd say typically we have 75 to 100 attendees at those hiring fairs, which is really wonderful. On average, we've got about 20 to 25 spots to fill at the yeah. outset before a shop opens. Um, I feel fortunate that I get to do those interviews. So I travel around the country and I sit beside the franchise owner. So Mark and I had a great day in Waco over the summer. I'm getting ready to do this again next weekend in Washington, D.C. We've got about 60 people signed up and hoping to see more sign up for the opportunity. So in that sense, we're we're really lucky. I wish we could hire everybody that we interview. Mm -hmm. I really do. And what we say to people is, you know, we're so glad that you came into an interview. We don't have a spot for you right now on the team at Biddy and Bose, but we're going to hang on to your application. And as openings come up, we'll be in touch. And we mean that. And we also see it as a wonderful experience for those who are not able to hire right away to join mm -hmm. our team. An interview is a great experience, filling out an application, coming ready Absolutely. to confidently talk right. about yourself and introduce yourself the year we have people come in to our shop so in Waco I'm sure several times a week somebody comes in and say I'd love a job here um, and similar to that interview we don't have any openings on our team at this time is typically what we would say but go ahead and fill out this application and we'd love to take a look at it and we'll keep you on file um, and that's yeah. a, it's it takes a lot of confidence and courage to even walk into a store like that and ask for a job application. So we like to make that experience meaningful as well. That's powerful. I'm glad you mentioned that, Megan, because I think that is something that not just students coming out of school with disabilities, right? But but students that are, you know, don't have disabilities or defined as being a disability are coming out and they're in many instances lacking those interview skills, those communication skills, those opportunities to have, you know, to fill out a job application and to be interviewed and things like that. And so I think it's powerful that that even though every person that walks through the door wanting meaningful employment may not get the job, but they all get a meaningful experience 
going through that interview process, going through that, filling out that application with Biddy and Bose, mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, I may not get it the first time, but they're holding on to my application because I may get it when when an opening, you know, presents itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So glad. Yeah. It's it's great. And our hiring fairs or hiring days depends. Um, we're really intentional about making those relaxed, happy, fun environments. We're not going to ask you about the components of an Americano. We really just want to get to know you and your personality and where you see yourself at the coffee shop. Does it sound like it's fun for to work at the register or do you prefer not to talk to people so much? And if so, right. you know, do you like baking at home? Do you like following a recipe? All of those things. And so that goes into what I said before about at the outset, putting everybody in a spot where we think and they think that they will have the biggest opportunity to shine at their job at Biddy and Boat. And Absolutely. then we go from there. So what are you looking for in a potential employee? Since you sit on an interview team. Mm-hmm. Since if, if somebody was cu- listening and was curious. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Know, yeah. I want anybody listening to come for an interview at Biddy okay. and Coffee. <laughs> um, we really will ask everybody at the beginning to introduce themselves. So say your name and your favorite thing to do. That can tell me a lot about somebody just from those questions. Uh, you're always interviewing in a group of people. It's never just one-on-one. That can be yeah. intimidating. And uh, we're mindful that interviews can be intimidating and scary. And in those instances, someone might, might not present their best self. So we are so intentional. We take it very seriously that it is a relaxed environment. So we can quickly see someone at their best. I'm also looking for someone who, you know, just wants to be there. I can tell that if, you know, they're dreading it a little bit or if they're so excited about the opportunity. I'm looking for great manners. I'm looking for eye contact and a friendly personality for those roles that are customer facing. Really, we're just trying to get to know you and see if you're a good fit and if we're the right fit for you as well, as far as the employment. You know, it goes both ways. Customer service isn't for everybody. And, And that is what we're doing. Yeah, I love that. I love that, you know, I was in customer service for years, worked in restaurants as a young man and and uh, before getting into education. And I strongly believe there's so much to learn just even in that setting, serving others, you know, and oh, like yeah. you said, everyone isn't isn't cut out to be in the service industry. And, you know, I think that I probably learned as much about being an educator from working in that service model in restaurants and, you know, that, you know, serving others as I did is when I went into my formal educational career and learned the pedagogy and all that stuff. And so Mm -hmm. it really is about those relationships and wanting to help others be their best selves. And, and Mm -hmm. so that I think definitely shows itself in this business model. So just wrapping up, if if people are interested in learning more about Biddy and Bose, finding locations, like where would they go online to find Biddy and Bose? Would they just Google Biddy and Bose? Yeah, that will certainly take you to the right spot. We're at BiddyandBoseCoffee.com. And that's where you can go to learn anything about our business from the menu to you want to franchise a coffee shop you feel inspired after listening to this that that's something that you'd like to do and that's also where you'll go if you'd like a job at one of our coffee shops it's a great place to start I'll also say if you are interested in the job and you live near Biddy and Bose come on into one of the stores as well you can go online or all of our shops have applications on hand and ready to go and we'd love to meet you I'd also love for everybody to follow us on social media we have a lot of fun I think everyone who follows us enjoys it uh 
Instagram, it's Biddy and Bo's Coffee and Facebook as well. And that's where we share uplifting photos of our employees, where we celebrate new locations, announce new franchise opportunities, all of that. So that's where to find out the latest and greatest on Biddy and Bo's. That is fabulous. Listen, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. It really is more than just a cup of coffee. You know, you guys are, I think, changing mindsets and changing business models and really creating valuable employment opportunities for individuals of all ability, you know, and and we are super excited to have you on SPED Talk. We like to say now you're a SPED Talker. And so Biddy and Bose <laughs> is it's going to be great to highlight, you know, this story and and this uh, the growth of the organization. And we look forward maybe in the future to have opportunities to visit with you and learn about new franchises as they open and, and just continue this conversation. So thank you so much for joining us on SPED Talk. Absolutely. And thank you for having thank me. You. And please come see us soon in Waco. And the next year or two, we've got Houston's opening up, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin. So we'll see you at a shop near you soon. Okay. So what I was going to ask about the Dallas opening. Pam's up in the well, Dallas area. She I'm in the Dallas area. Exactly. I don't have to. I don't well, have to go visit it, John. I'm thinking about <laughs> Dallas. I'd say 2023. Okay. That's good. So Pam, you got to wait about a year to have a good cup of coffee. But listen, <laughs> I'll keep you in the loop because I'll be back in Biddy and Bo's probably in the next. Week I know. I know. And buying my my Biddy and Bo's swag. I love the, the t-shirts and the not broken kind of message on the shirts and all. And so listen, this has been fabulous, Megan. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and join us on Sped Talk. I, I can only imagine how busy you are crisscrossing the state, opening up these new franchises. Thank you for having me. Thank I'm you. really grateful. Absolutely. You have a blessed day. Thank, Thank you. You as well. Thank, Thank you. you. John, tell everyone how they can continue to elevate the conversation about special education in Texas. You got it, Pam. They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SpedTalk2020. Because in these disconnected times, connecting with others has never been so important. Now more than ever, it takes courage to create culture and kindness to keep us connected. If you enjoyed this episode of SPED Talk, be sure to share it with a friend because information should always flow through us, not to us. We couldn't do this without you, our listeners, and we need your help sharing the amazing transformation occurring in special education. Together, we can change the trajectory of learning opportunities in Texas for students with disabilities. If you have ideas, information, or resources that you think we should share on an upcoming episode of SPED Talk, let us know at SPED Talk 2020 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to like our page while you're there. Oh yeah, and if you get a chance, please consider giving us a positive review on the podcast platform that you listen to SPED Talk.